20 odd years since I've been here to this church. Um, my older boys are in their 20s now, but they were little tackers and they used to go to Sunday school because we lived down at Taparoo. So it's brought a lot of memories back for me coming to this church. Um, what I, what I want to do this morning is um, I've brought a little team with me and um, I brought some young men with me and a and an older man, wherever he is, he's going to sing a couple, over there, <laughs> couple, couple of songs later. Um, but if I can get you to do something as a church, it is to pray for our young Aboriginal men and women. Very, very important because they are the most disadvantaged, not only in this country, I think in the world, especially with this. You, you look at the statistics and, and, and they're in a lot of trouble. And I think the church as a great responsibility in praying and really seeking the Lord in how you can make a difference within the lives of our young Aboriginal men and women. And I praise the Lord I have two young Aboriginal men with me this morning. And the Lord has brought them from some pretty dark and dire places. And they're going to share their testimonies with you just to give you a bit of an idea of what God has done in their lives as he's done in your lives. So I think the first one is Terence. <laughs> Yeah, hello everybody. Um, my name is Terence. I just wanted to share my messages of what God has been working in my life. I've been a Christian for nearly over f four years, and um, you know it's been amazing what God has put in my life and what He has shown me, and through all the uh, struggles that you know we go through in life as human beings. And uh, I just want to thank you know like to thank our Heavenly Father for who has just given us the opportunity to come. You know, like you know we was heading up into death. And he, he showed us that through his son, Jesus Christ, that he, they give us life more abundantly, as it says in the word. And I just want to start off by saying, like, you know, as a, as a kid, I'm 24 years old now, so I gave my heart when I was about 22, I think, oh, yeah, 22. But I, as a kid, I grew up always knowing um, who God was. I grew up in um, an illusion church. That's why I'm, so where I'm from in Sejuna, it's down in the coastline of the west. So um, I grew up in um, illusion churches down there, and I always knew who God was. And as a kid, I always got taught, you know, my, I, had, um, I had elders, so I had uncles and aunties who were, who were Christians. They're no longer here anymore. No They've gone home with the Father now. So they always used to tell me as a kid, you know, don't, don't play around because um, as a kid I used to get, uh, you get up older and you know what good and bad is. So, you, you know, you play tricks on people. You do this and do that. Well, you, you know what good and bad is now. So for all of that, I always get told, you know, or, or always, always to know who the Father is because as a teenager, just saying the word Jesus, I will get convicted. You don't have to. You don't have to say no story. You don't have to. You don't have to try to scare me to say. You just say Jesus' name. I will get convicted so easily. And through being where I am now, what God has did for me, and for for other brothers and sisters that I've met that get, gave me encouragement, it's just it's just a blessing where I come from because you know I come from the country town of Sejuna. If, if anyone has ever been there before, um, you know, living in in Sejuna, it was a Pretty, it was pretty tough being around there. You know, we basically grew up around alcohol, drugs. We grew up around a lot of violence. People always fighting a lot. That's what they do. And you know, as now as God has answered people's prayers, you know, my hometown is starting to to slow down a little bit. But it's still the same. But I know that God is working in, in the hometowns, and it's just where you know, as, as a young kid, I you know, I always wanted, always wanted to fit in with a lot of people. One thing that I would share is, as a kid, um, I grew up with this, uh, with a with a bad hip. So remember, bad. It was so bad that I, I used to limp very bad. And um, you know, being a kid, you know, you get teased a lot, and people tease you and do a lot of this. And all you want to do as that kid, you just want to fit in with everybody because that's what you want to do. You just come and fit in, and you know, you want to be accepted. But 
I always figure out why I cannot fit in with everybody because I've tried fitting with all type of um, people of groups. You know, I try fitting with the criminals, the drug addicts, the the party heads, you know, all, all those type of ones, and it never worked out. I, I always figure out why it didn't work. And one thing that that really broke me as a when I was 13 years old was when my mom passed away. When I was 13 years old, I just came out of operation. I had, a, I had an operation on my knee because my legs wasn't right. So I had to, one had to stop growing, but other one to catch up. So when I was in hospital, I was in, the, I was in, the, uh, I was in crunches, and man, a couple of days before coming to hospital, my mom passed away, and that really broke me. And it, it really broke your heart because you know, when you when you love your mom, your dad, you love them, you love them with all your heart. You know, that's 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 the most loving you can have for your mom and dad. And when when that when my mom passed away, that broke it. That cut the line. I went quiet. I was a quiet kid as, as a kid because I was just shy a lot, but I went so quiet. I went stuttering. I hated everybody. I didn't like anyone. I don't care if you're old, young. I didn't like you because it's just not because who you are. It's just I didn't like you because that stubborn that came in. But the most loving thing about God is that he has brought me back up because, you know, for my families, because most of my families now have knew about who God and Jesus is, and um, they, have, they have slowed down a little bit, but God is working back up the heart. I'm back into the heart because I know he's answered my prayers and just... Being where I am now and what God has did to me, it's just so amazing because the most loving thing that I can say right now, when I was young because my mom passed away, I used to curse God a lot. I used to get drunk, walk down the streets and just curse God. On and on and on. I curse him every time I get drunk. That's all, that's all I ever did. And that was the most loving thing. That God still came back and he gave me love. He still came back. Even though I cursed at him and I, and I blamed him for everything, he still came back and gave me that love. The God that I know is a loving God. The God that I know is the one that gives you another opportunity. And he just came like that. I praise God for that day in my life, what he has given me, even for all the struggles that I went to. And I, you know, I thank for all my brothers and sisters in the Aboriginal Brian Church. I thank you for each and every other brothers that I meet in other different churches because there's always a touching of a feeling, of a spiritual feeling that's happening because of, it's, just, it's just that all the spirit that we're in together. It says that we all got to do this together, you know, with the bad and tribulation that we go through. And just being where I am and all, the, all, all these struggles that I go through, it's just that always go, it says to go to God in prayer. And I like that when it, when it says that because you can go to God in prayer. Uh, I learned this in a, in a workplace. They tell you not to bring your problems to work. Well, in church, you can bring your problems because it says cast all your cares upon God where he cares for you. <laughs> and I like that. And, um, I was, and it's just that so amazing that where I am now. And all, all, all I want to say is that each and everybody in that it's just that God has worked into my heart he has, he has did many things and I know he has did many things for you because you are all here now standing and sitting so praise the Lord for that and all I gotta say is that as, as where I've been now for a lot of things that has made me strong in the Lord you know we, we, we fight you know it's you know we, we're fighting the spiritual warfare there's you know there's, there's always enemies trying to attack but our God is a heavenly God. Our God can, can strengthen us up. He can give us all the strength that we need. And I praise God for that, for each and everything that he did for me. And that's all I wanted to share today. So thank you all. Hi, guys. For you that don't know me, my name is Lonnie. I'm 25 years old. And I um, just wanted to share with you the journey that the Lord has brought me out of. I'll just start from the beginning. <laughs> nah. um, at the age of 16, oh, as a young kid, uh, pretty much similarity to Terence, I grew up around alcohol, violence, drugs, 
But um, the main thing that I really grew up, the main thing that I was around a lot was fighting, just constant non-stop violence. I mean, like, I had a, like, childhood was, was good, but that violence was always there. Everywhere I go, you know, it was just there, there, there. And for me, as a young kid, I thought it was, I thought it was normal. Like, I thought it was normal. Oh, someone's smacking out around the corner. I'll just go suss it out, you know, thinking that was fun. But um, you didn't realise, like, the damage that it does and how much it affects you in the end. Well, um, at the age of 16, I got hit in the head with a machete, which almost cost me my life. But it also caused a lot of traumatic experience, also caused a lot of trauma on my head on my mind, on the way I think, the way I felt. Like, I didn't know it at the time. Like, when I was 16, I just kept on going, going, going. But as I got older, I started to get into this, started to get into this phase, you know? The one thing about it is, like, all this anger kept on building up. All this hatred kept on building up. Like, like pretty much similar with what Terrence said. I would hate, I would hate the person, like, even if I didn't know him. Like, I didn't trust anyone, didn't have trust. I had trust issues. I didn't even trust my own family. Couldn't even trust my own siblings at one point. But, um, and then, and then, um, I sort of started fueling my rage with alcohol. And that didn't go well. All right, after, at the age of 17, I moved back to Shijuna. Stayed there for a year. Came to Adelaide. And that's when I slowly started to drink more, more, more. But that's when... You know, young phase, start going out and all that stuff. But um, started going out, and that's when I started to get into more fights. I started to get back into that fighting scenery, that violence, getting locked up in and out, in and out, in and out. But the one thing that happened is I always would get out, and I was like, why? Like, I've always get out these situations, like, why? And I'm... Um, at the age of, yeah, around the same time at 18, I remember one night I was going to Hindley Street. I was with my cousins, was going to Hindley Street, and then I, um, there were these street evangelists there, and, like, everyone was, I was walking with all my, I was walking with all my bros, and I was like, yeah, what's up, what's up, you know? <laughs> and then, and then um, I was walking, and then I stopped, and I looked to these guys, and these guys were preaching the word, and I was like, hey, what's going on here? I don't know, it just... I don't know, it just caught me. It just caught my eye, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. And I was sitting there and I was like, me just got out of a nightclub, you know? And then I walk up to these guys and I was like, I was listening to them and they was like, then they walked up to me and I was like, they was talking to me and they were saying, oh, we're out here proclaiming the name of Jesus. We're out here, like, preaching the word. And I was like, we was talking, we was talking. And then he's like, can I pray for you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking and then, all the boys, like, all my brother boys were like, hey, don't listen to them, mob man. They, they, they're, they're trying to brainwash you. And I was like, no, wait, 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 wait. And then this guy prayed for me. And I was like, oh, cool. And just went on with my night. Well, anyways, next week, same thing happened again. I got prayed for. Next two weeks after, same thing happened again. Another week happened, same thing happened again. This happened for a whole year straight every one or two weeks, and then all of a sudden, nothing. And at that same time, I got into this, at the same time, I sort of got into a drug addiction, and 
I was still in and out of jail, but in and out, in and out, in and out. Ended up in a pretty rough relationship. At that point, I pretty much hit rock bottom, and I didn't know what to do. I was there for a couple of years, and I was thinking, but the one thing, I had Jesus on my back in my head, but I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to start until, and then it kept on going and going. Oh, yeah, a couple of years passed at the age of 21. At the age of 21, I got my, my, I got my ear bitten off <laughs> by someone in Highley Street. And that really affected, that really affected me. That really, that put more traumatic experience on my heart. But the one thing about it is I didn't really want to give up. I just knew not to give up. I knew not to, not to sit there and just, even though I was at the, the lowest point of my life, knew not to give up. All right, a couple months again, come and pass. Yes, go out to Holy Street. Um... I came across this one guy, he was preaching the word, and then he said to me, like, I just walked past, and then I stopped, and I was like, hey, I never seen these followers for a while, you know, and then I walked up, walked up to him, and he's like, preaching the word, and he's like, hey, I forgot his name, <laughs> but um, he's like, can, can I pray for you, and then he's like, yes, and I was like, yes, so he prayed for me, and I stayed up all night, all night until morning. And then the next morning, I was at my mum's kitchen and I was sitting there. And then all of a sudden, I just dropped to my knees and started crying. And I said, you know what, Lord, I want to give my life to you. I want to give my all to you. Because, uh, because uh, where I was at that time, well, what you see now is like I was complete opposite, you know. I was completely different. I would speak different, I would think different, I would walk completely different, you know, walk along angry all the time. <laughs> but um, it's amazing how God transforms, how it can transform you. And the hardest thing for me was to let go of all that hatred, all that anger, all that pain. The Lord had to take me back to that night. Like, I started drinking, like, I was drinking because of that night. But there's one night I was at this Fijian concert, like, Christian concert. This was at the L. This is when the church was on Port Road. And this guy's like, he's just going for it, you know? Like, he's all on fire for the Lord. He's like, oh, what's up? And then he's like, and then he said this, he said these few words. He said, whatever happened to you, the Lord bring you out of it. Then he took me, then it took me back to the night where I got macheted. And the Lord said, you're alive, because of, you're alive because of me today. You're alive. I had to let you go through these things. I had to let you go through these pains, these struggles. But in the end, you realized. And then, a couple weeks after, after that, yeah, I gave my heart to the Lord, like, properly then. And I was like, oh, wow, this is so new. <laughs> like, I was like, is this, is this what I was missing? <laughs> And then, um, but um, it was still a little bit of struggles. You know, we all have ups and downs, ups and downs. But in the end, I got, in the end, I got there. But what I learned the most out of 
out of letting go and all, letting go, was surrender. Surrendering everything to the Lord. Give it all, like, give it all to Him, you know, like, it's, it's not worth, it's not worth it holding on to something that is temporary when you can focus on something that's internal. But the one, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like, I just got to praise the Lord for all the things he's done, you know, like, I mean, even my family don't recognize me. <laughs> like, my first cousins, you know, like, I walk up to them and they're like, they're trying to talk to me. Like, they're trying, like, they're thinking, this person's a completely different person, you know. But I said, you know, like, Christ, he makes you a new creation. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. New heart, new mind, new soul. I mean, this is just temporary, but yeah. <laughs> but, um, praise the Lord. Yeah, thank you for hearing my testimony. I think that was uh, my cue. How about uh, Terence and Lonnie? Yeah. Testimony to you.
to sing a song to you. Song of praise and honor for all the things you helped us through. You gave her life with living, a life in love with you. And now I just love giving all my praises back to you. You're the Father of creation, the risen Lamb of God. You're the one who walked away from the empty tomb that day. And you set your people free with love and liberty. And I will walk with you every night and every day. We come into your presence to sing a song to you. A song of praise and honor for all the things you helped us through. You gave her life worth living. A life in love with you And now I just love giving All my praises back to you You're the father of creation The risen Lamb of God You're the one who walked away On the empty tomb that day And you set your people free with love and liberty and i will walk with you every night and every day thank you Singing is not one of my gifts. I want to keep you here this morning <laughs> and not run out of the doors. It's a pity we never had a song from Andrew, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll just tell you something about Rossi. He was in a, I was coordinating a, the, they call it the Zebra Finch Aboriginal Men's Group, and it's a men's group that continues to try and retain Aboriginal culture in their lives. And they don't meet, well, they um, weren't meeting very far from here down at um, the Largs Bay. There's a big double-storey building on the corner of where the Largs Bay jetty is. And I remember talking to, Rossi was asking me some questions at a, at a camp we had up in the Riverland. And I got back to Adelaide and I'm thinking to the Lord, I was thinking, Lord, you know, you know when you think you had an opportunity and you never really sort of brought them to the point to sort of consider a decision? And I said, Lord, you've got to give me an opportunity to go and talk to this guy again. And just when I finished the thought, this is my house, I knock on the door. I open the door up and Ross was standing there. And he comes in and he says, you know the God that you serve? I want to know about him. So, wow. <laughs> so I, I want to encourage you, you know, like the opportunities that God's going to give you are amazing. It'll blow you away. Um, and so if there is any opportunity that God gives you, all I say is take it. You know, you may not have that opportunity again. So very important. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's Father's Day today and I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the most important father. 
and that's our Heavenly Father. Um, now, I, I grew up on a reserve in the southwest corner of Western Australia, and like Lonnie and Terence and Rossies and many of our stories, incredible amount of violence, incredible amount of violence. Now, reserves were set up for when Aboriginal people were taken off the land, they had to put them in one place or another. And so you either put on a reserve, which was run by the state, or you put on a mission, which was run by the church. And that created a lot of problems for especially our Aboriginal men, because they had a very important role in, in our um, community, Aboriginal uh, cultural way. And so because of all the anger they had, we, I didn't know anything about internalised oppression, but they took it out either on themselves or on those around them. And my mother had a number of um, relationships over the years, very, very violent, alcohol. And I remember one time my mother came home and she had, a, she had a, an axe, this fellow hit her across the head with the axe and the blood was just everywhere. And I was only eight years old then and I said, said to myself, <coughs> that man that did this, when I get old enough, I want to go and kill him. Now, when I was 12 years of age, that man died and I felt so robbed, I felt so cheated that I never had the opportunity to kill him. That, that's the environment we grew up with. We never knew a good father. We, I, I didn't even have a father. So when I became a Christian, this whole concept of God being my father was really, really foreign to me. God had to do a lot of work in my life. And praise the Lord, I, I, and I think this is um, an encouragement to our older men in the church, is whether you accept it or not, you become father figures to those around you, especially the younger ones, especially those who haven't had a good experience with their uh, fathers or those who lost their fathers at a very early age. Um, so I, I want to talk about four characteristics of God that I've learnt over the years now, I've, God has had to do a lot of work on me as a father. Go back 25 years ago, I wasn't the best father. But the work that God has done in me over 25 years, I must admit that I'm a better father. I've still got a way to go. I've got to tell you one incident um, that happened during the week. My son, you know, he was dawdling around. And I've got to try and get kids to school and the young ones to college on time because if you don't, they get a note and then a little bit of trouble. And so I got a bit frustrated with my son. And so I shouted at him. <laughs> I said, hurry up. Come on. Like loud. And as we're travelling in the car, my daughter, you know, says something to me, Dad, you've got a split personality. <laughs> I said, and I'm thinking to myself, my daughter just said, I've got a split personality. <laughs> and what she meant was, <laughs> she wasn't saying I was crazy or anything, but what she meant was I was really calm and collective and then all of a sudden I was like this different person, you know. And that night when I was trying to sleep, I was really troubled. <laughs> I said to myself, nah, I've got I've I've to fix it up. Um, I've got to go back to my son first. And say to him, look, I'm sorry. I, I got frustrated, I got angry and I took it out on you. And that's not fair on you. So will you forgive me? And he hugged me and he said, Dad, I forgive you. 
And, and then I had to go to my daughter and said, I did not have a split personality. <laughs> um, so if you see me do something different and I'm out of character, I don't have a split personality. Just things affecting me, that's all. Um, yeah, I... Um, Piece of paper is. You know, in the Bibles they get lost somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have it, Ben. I'm going to just have ad lib. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to go to Psalm 34, and I most probably just concentrate on this one aspect of God and uh, I, I think this for me was the most powerful aspect of God because of the men um, that I had experienced as men who came into our family to try and be my father and the experiences that we had with that um, in Psalm 34 and verse 17 and verse 18, it says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and such and save such as have a contrite spirit. I, I, I was very much like Terence and Lonnie. Very, very angry man. Um, when, when I was in primary school, there was a teacher, I mean, back then, you know, they used the big wooden sticks and canes and all sorts of things. Um, and I got into trouble with, in year seven, and the teacher said to me, look, I'm going to have to whack you across the backside because of what you've done. And I said to him, no, you can't because I've got a boil on my bottom. And he said, I don't care what you've got on your bottom. You turn around and I'm going to whack you across the... Now, I could have run out of class, but I would have gotten into more trouble, so I bent over. When he hit me, he burst the boil. And it was excruciating. Because um, what happened to me in my heart, and God had to show me this, is that I suddenly hated every white person. Every white person. I hated them all. And so I used to play a lot of sport, and one of the things I used to try and do is hurt. Any, any white person. And when you're pretty good at something, you can hurt people pretty badly. You know, and so in 1988, the Lord sent me to theological college after I gave my heart to the Lord. And it was uh, 200 years of, um, you know, colonisation in this country. I was the only Aboriginal person on the college. <laughs> How would you be still hating white people and being the only Aboriginal person on the college? <laughs> They didn't know what they was in for. <laughs> um, but I, I went and did a practice at this church in Penrith in Sydney. And there was this old fellow. He was, he was from New Zealand of all places. <laughs> and you know what? He, he showed me what God's love is like. He was a great father to his children. Um, and it was through him that my heart began to melt, you know, um, because I, I, I was, everything white fathers would say, I'd be contentious, you know. So I don't believe in that. 
you know, if they did anything or any sports or whatever it is, I'd always, but, but God had to break me. And I think that's the key is God has to break every one of us in, in whatever way that is. But whatever, whatever it is that's holding us back, becoming what God has called us to be, he's got to break us. And you can't do that without a broken heart and a contrite spirit. That's the father that God wanted me to be. It took me, it's taken me quite a number of years to try and get to that point. But I think the, the most important thing, and I think this is important for me, is that God cares for me. That God loves me. You know, and someone once said, oh, <clears throat> well, God loves you just the way you are. But I recently heard a statement which said that God does love you just the way you are, but he loves you enough, enough not to leave you the way you are. <laughs> very important, very important. We, we are on a wonderful journey. You know, as a father, I'm on a, I'm on a great journey. Um, I'll try not to shout at my kids as much <laughs> when I get angry. Um, but, you know, the Lord is teaching me a lot of things about what it is to be a father. As I begin to understand what it is to be a father to my children in the way that God wants me to be, I begin to understand who God is as my father. And wow, is he a great, great, great father. He's actually perfect. <laughs> we're, 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 we're imperfect. Ask my children and they'll tell you some of my imperfections. Um, but this wonderful thing about God is that he's perfect. You know, and that um, when you begin to experience his love in the way that he loves you, then I think you have a greater capacity to love those around you. And, and this community of ours in the peninsula, a lot of hurting people. I know a lot of Aboriginal families down here. A lot of things are going on in our community. Very, very hurting community. And I think the church has, has a great opportunity to extend the love of the Father's heart to those in this whole community. So I, I praise the Lord that you are having a focus on the peninsula and that prayer is a, uh, is a, cre a, a, a critical part of that and the opportunities that God will give you in extending the Father's heart to those around you. May God bless you and thank you very much for allowing us to come here this, this morning.